On Friday, February 2nd, Sullivan County Head Start announced on social media they were closing until further notice, effective immediately. A sudden closure that left over 300 children and their families without services, as well as 83 full-time and 11 part-time employees out of work. They're a nonprofit organization located at State Route 52 in Woodburn, founded in 1989, operated Head Start and Early Head Start programs in Sullivan County, and they also have two facilities in Monticello that are also currently closed. Last Friday on Radio Chatskill, Congressman Mark Molinaro, who represents New York's 19th district, which includes our listening area, told Tim Bruno that the provider has now relinquished its grant, clearing the way for a new service provider to take over Sullivan County Head Start. John Little, Sullivan County Commissioner of Health and Human Services Division, says an interim management company will assist in restarting Head Start operations until a long-term solution can be established. And joining us now with the latest is Sullivan County Commissioner of Health and Human Services Division, John Little. John, welcome into the studios here. Welcome on air. Good to be with you, Jason. And also joining us, we have Laura Quigley, Commissioner of Sullivan County Division of Community Resources. Laura, also, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So, um, you know, let's start first off. Was there anything missing in that recap there? <coughs> well, I think you captured it pretty well. Um, but we're quickly moving and responding to, you know, what's been presented to us at the county level. So, you know, what I can talk about is uh, the things that we've been doing individually for for the kids and their families. And Lars played a very active role uh, with the board and and getting them up and running as quickly as possible and kind of harkens back to the days of the pandemic for us when (laughs) I brought my military training and uh, emergency community assistance concept uh, to to Laura that she's taken off and run with and, you know, we're back in crisis management mode a bit, but we're uh, it's something we're familiar with. You're managing the crisis. I think it was hard for me to follow, and we've been following this right along. It was hard for me to really get my head around this story um, uh, uh, until really looking at this and realizing that this is essentially seems to be a change in who is running Head Start, that that's, that's basically what we're going through. Um, it, how that... I, yeah. So how that works is um, Head Start... Sullivan County Head Start Incorporated is funded through the Office of Head Start in Washington, D.C. Okay. So by relinquishing the grant, Office of Head Start has contracts with an organization called Community Development Institute, otherwise known as CDI. Through their contract, it's a national contract, they come in as the interim manager and they come in to get Head Start back up and running, get the program up and running quickly. Um, and then there's a closeout process that happens for the program that Sullivan County Head Start had that they have to go through. Both myself, Donna Willie, who's the chair of, I mean, who's the CEO for the Child Care Council, and legislator Brian McPhillips, the three of us have been appointed to the board, and we're going to kind of help them through that transition. We've already been in touch. Uh, CDI has already been in touch with us. We had a, a virtual meeting today. They're on the ground already. We're hoping in the next few weeks that um, Head Start will be reopened. In the next few weeks? In the next few weeks. They're looking to – they'll be reaching out to the staff to uh, set up uh, virtual interviews. They're going to be reaching out to the parents over the next week um, to get – you know, to be able to talk to the parents, let them know what the process is and and what's going on moving forward. So for whatever – 
uh, brought this to, I will say that the Office of Head Start has responded. They have a very good mechanism in place to respond to things like this. It then allows either Sullivan County Head Start or another provider to reapply when the grant becomes available again. And John, what what are you looking at in this? So with my primary responsibility being social services, I lead out with <clears throat> making sure that the uh, individual kids are taken care of. And health as Health and Human Services Commissioner, I also have public health and we provide the early intervention services. So the focus last week was very much on making sure that uh, the medically fragile kids were taken care of first, that they had access to all of their occupational therapy, physical therapy, speech uh, services. So there were 74 kids that were involved uh, with that, um, that we made sure that they were reconnected to their services, uh, that we found places for them to be seen since the school was closed. <clears throat> and then we've also looked to help um, either families that – where parents aren't able to work or um, in working with Lars folks, folks that applied for unemployment to get them assistance. So, you know, we helped um, 17 different folks who applied for unemployment, helped them apply for food stamps, uh, temporary assistance, home energy um, assistance program. Um, and we also, through social services, can provide subsidies to families. So Head Start, that's a free federal program for the families that qualify um, for us at the county and state level, we can get people into mainstream daycares um, with with subsidy payments. So we're able to help with with some of that. So we were processing uh, subsidy applications last week to help families that were in the uh, in the most urgent need. But we're all pretty encouraged by the fact that you know it looks like CDI and the uh, uh, with them coming in from the office of Head Start, that's going to give us a chance to get back on our feet here real quick. Well, that's one of the things I wanted to ask about is is does this impact uh, parents' abilities? Uh, to work, you know, if their kids aren't in program. So getting kids into daycare is one way to, to help with that. Yeah, ab- absolutely it is. And it's, you know, something that, you know, Laura and I talk a fair amount about, and it's something that we deal with all the time. There's certainly not enough childcare to go around. That's a nationwide issue. Um, but with, um, you know, roughly 330 slots shutting down all at once in a county with not a lot of space available to begin with, that's that's pretty traumatic for the families involved. So we wanted to help them as quickly as we could. Um, so folks are, you know, still welcome to call us. Um, our phone number is uh, 845-292-0100. That's the main switchboard at Social Services. And um, when folks call there during our business hours, um, and if there's snow, we might not be there tomorrow, but um, certainly you can get in contact with us via that number, again, 845-292-0100. And we're helping folks out get connected to the services. And uh you know, it's also a good opportunity for me to speak to uh, Unite Us, our social care network. And uh, it's another way for us to connect people to services. And folks can go right on to the county's website, find social services, and ask for help right through the website. We actually have a web form now that allows people to get connected to not just our services, but services all over the county. And to piggyback off of um, John, one of the offices I oversee is the Center for Workforce Development. And... Uh, right from when this happened, we got the word out that regardless of whether this was opened, uh, closed for a week, two weeks, whatever, that the staff needed to apply for unemployment to get whether either temporary or full. So they set it up um, down at the Career Center for when staff come in, they're triaged by the director, Lorene Gebeline. 
if they need housing, food, whatever, they're referred to social services. They're allowed, you know, they can apply right there for unemployment, either online or over the phone, and they can immediately get linked with whatever services. But I think the big thing is um, when when you lose your job, whether you know it's happening or you don't know it's happening, it's very traumatic and it upends your life. So one of the things that the Center for Workforce Development is also providing is that shoulder to cry on for people, and some have, um, and helping them to understand that this this is, you know, temporary, things are going to reopen again, there's other opportunities, and and to kind of help them hang in there and and keep going. Um, And the other thing, too, were, like you mentioned before, Jason, those parents whose jobs... um, could be in jeopardy for losing their child care because we know that the folks that use Head Start a lot of times are your entry-level workers, and so they are most economically fragile when it comes to losing their positions. So it was really important to make sure, um, and you know, John's team did such a great job of hooking people up immediately, and I know the Child Care Council got involved in that as well um, with providers. So we went as fast as we could um, to make sure that we were able to help people but if there is staff out there that is looking still undecided or didn't realize that they could apply for unemployment, they can call the Career Center at um, 845-794-3340, or they can actually go online to dol.ny.gov and apply for unemployment right there online. Um, and then they can always call the Career Center with any follow-up questions. And uh, and just along those lines, you were talking about the like the workers. I mean, when I first heard about the story, the the first question I had was like, "Oh my God, how many families does does this impact? How many kids and parents are affected?" But um, just seeing the, this information, eighty three full time and eleven part time employees, yes, out of work. I mean, that's that's a big blow to those folks. Is the plan to try to, to when it restarts, that those folks get to keep their jobs? Is that, that that is the plan? They have to go through the process again because it's like having a new employer come in to run the program. Yeah. So they'll have their own separate license, and everyone will have to go through um, the interviewing process again. Uh, but the fact that they have a lot of the necessary fingerprinting background and all that already done should help speed that process speed up. Speed it up a little, okay. And the and they will know the new the new people running this and and the the, the CDI they will know that these folks used to do this and oh this so just is a couple all weeks part. ago. The thing I was so impressed with is they have a structure in place. They have this down. They know what they're doing. Um, the thing that I appreciated also was so many of the people that are involved in this from CDI are former Head Start employees. So they know the program, they know uh, what's involved, and all they kept talking about, which I really appreciated, and I know my fellow board members did as well, was the focus was on the children, was getting the children back in, getting them back to school again. And from our perspective, with the work that both John and I do, those number of slots that were lost at Head Start is roughly about 15% of the available slots for childcare in the county. So that is a serious blow, um, even on a temporary basis. And I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but of course, the CDI um, doing this job and doing it as quickly as, as you guys can, 
That's still just a short-term measure. There's got to be a long-term solution. Can you tell me at all how that process is supposed to go to find a, a long-term uh, provider for this? And that is where the Office of um, Head Start comes in. Because CDI at the, will, at the federal level, at the federal yeah. level, because CDI is um, an interim management team. They'll be there as long until we get a new uh, local provider. So, Office of Head Start will do what they need to do, and when the next round of funding comes out, that comes out, and they're going to look for local providers. Now, Sullivan Head Start could reapply. There could be some other provider locally or maybe even a provider in another county that wishes to expand, whatever that might be. But CDI will be there until a new provider is chosen and then there's a tried and true structure of transition for that as well. Right. And um, then this also means at that point you say another round of funding, is that like a new grant from the federal government? Because part of the news here is that, that, you know, we've relinquished this grant, I guess, as a necessary step to change providers. Uh, but will there still be federal money after all this Well, is done? yes. I mean, Head Start, the funding goes in five-year blocks that are renewed annually based on, you know, fiscal performance, all of that stuff. So when that comes around again um, is when it will then people will. It's not like a special pot of money. Uh, this is the Head Start funding that right. is that is available and in, in out there. All right. John, anything else? Well, I think one thing to, a couple things maybe to remember in all this is, um, you know, no matter what that medium to longer term looks like, there are um, more child care providers coming. Um, Healthy Kids has recently expanded. They're well known throughout the Hudson Valley and they've They've expanded in Monticello, Liberty, and I believe they have a center open in Narrowsburg as well now. So, um, and we've also expanded pediatric mental health through Aster Services for Children and Families. So they're uh, on our campus in Liberty, and they have uh, Head Start operations in other counties. So I'm as as tough as the moment is that we're in for all the families involved. I am I'm kind of optimistic about where we're headed, and I think um, it's also important for us to mention that. Although, yes, we are still in a very tough moment and we want to get open as quick as we can, I think the uh, support that we've gotten from uh, our elected officials, Congressman Molinaro, Assemblywoman Gunther, Senator Oberacher, Senator Schumer, Gillibrand, I mean, they all engaged right away. Our local electeds in the county, they jumped right on this. They were very aggressive in working on this, So, um, which was um, uh, very, very good, I think, from our perspective to see that they were – the elected officials got right into this with us and um, and really wanted to do the right thing quickly. All right. We're, we're going to have to go before we do. I want to remind people real quick where they can go for more information. For example, the number for social services is 845-292-0100. That's 292-0100. Center for Workforce Development, a career center is at 845-794-3340. That's 794 794- Three three four zero county website sullivanny.us and any other place you want to direct folks just for unemployment um, dol.ny.us dol.ny.us thank you so much for joining us we've been talking live in studio with commissioner of health and human services john little and laura quigley commissioner sullivan county division of community resources thank you for coming in here to explain all of this to us and uh, keep us connected to what's going on Thank you. Thanks, Jason.